Welcome to the Mysteries of the Feeling Realm, a podcast where we explore our relationship to this feeling body, to the vibrations and sensations that are constantly moving just beneath our awareness that we have so much judgment of. We brace against them, we blend with them, we hide them, and we blame others for them, but mostly how these energies are profoundly misperceived. So join us, Cole and Lorella, as we explore what it might feel like to welcome every single drop of your experience in a relaxed and kind and deeply receptive body. So welcome to our third podcast and today we're going to be looking at how can we really like actually listen to each other. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, we're going to start opening this doorway. I mean, the full response isn't here. It's just a initial exploration of how do we actually listen to the wisdom of the other polarity. Beautiful. You know, because we know our terrain quite well and there's a way that we actually believe that we know more than the other. Mm. <laughs> what do you think, Cole? Definitely. <laughs> Thought it was just me. <laughs> way more, way, way more. We're just waiting for you, you know. <laughs> Same as you guys are waiting for us. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we recorded this podcast last week and so not only are we looking at this thing of how do we listen to each other what happens when we open up but we're also going to be looking at something called judgment release and this is actually a map from Cole it's a mind map a mind training and um, as we go into it in the podcast I've resisted this for a very long time and in my recent opening to the other I'm starting to play with it and it's been wonderful. So just in between us recording this last week and getting this ready to go out, it's actually been really, um, it's been a wonderful thing to play with because I normally play with things so deeply in the body and I've been really playing with judgment release because I fall heavily into guilt and shame And judgment release has been a beautiful and surprising little tool this week. Mm. And it's starting to come alive. Mm. Mm. So I'm just kind of, I'm flagging this for the feeler. (laughs) (laughs) When um, When you listen to this podcast and we start going into judgment release, it takes a while because it's so much from the thinking mind but start to open to it. My sense is we're going to be revisiting this and I'm going to be looking forward to when I can transmit a bit more Mm. from a somatic perspective. But, um, yeah, it's really worth opening opening your body to, opening your heart to. There could be something really good in here for us. Nice intro. Mm. Anything you want to add, Cole, before we go into us? <laughs> I'm totally with you. Nothing else to say. <laughs> Good.
<laughs> Good boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so not. Um, mm. So here we are. We're going to start, and Cole's just going to be continuing on from that initial question of how do we start to listen to each other. Well, for me, it's like uh, how I feel you is that I'm in presence with my feelings. Mm. That would be listening from the feeling realm. And then I watch the thoughts and thought patterns, the structures that you come up with. Mm. But most of all, I'm constantly present with my feelings. Mm. And um, I think that makes a difference between a man who is just doesn't know that much about his feeling realm mm. with a with that quality of presence is only existent if the feelings are present. A presence is actually for me mm. as a man, and I'm sure this is different for women, is when I am with my feelings unconditionally. That's my experience. Mm. One of the things I, you know, we're, we're having a very interesting experience doing this podcast mm. together. It's true. You know, we are like that. We did a few podcasts before we even went live, mm-hmm. you know, and we discovered in these podcasts that we actually weren't really listening to each other mm-hmm. or that we had a, a kind of not an agenda, but we were coming at it from more combative. Yeah, or like, well, this is my view and this is your view. And and when we listened Mm. back on these podcasts, you know, you could feel that something wasn't right. Mm. You know, there was actually something really uncomfortable listening back to it where we were speaking over each other or, you know, we both had this sense of, oh, Mm. I'm not really listening to you or something, or I'm talking too much, Mm. which I have a real belief that I do. And, And through listening back over these podcasts, we, like, you know, we're getting new information. Just this structure of what we're doing is allowing us to have different, deeper conversations and much more reflection on not only what we're saying and what we're expressing. But every time I listen back to the podcast, I hear you more. Mm. There's something about when I sit here in your presence and I'm listening that I hear you. But when I go over it and I listen to it again and maybe even again, I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't hear that piece. Mm -hmm. Or like, wow, that's just, that that was so beautiful, so Mm. profound. And, oh, my God, why did I interrupt you? Where you were going was so cool, (laughs) you know. So I think there is, you know, like we are sitting in ourselves differently and listening, but it's so deep, Mm -hmm. this experience of thinking we're right or that we 
understand the other, you know. Mm. Even though you and I are talking about this similar realm, mm. even just the conversation we had prior to this podcast, where we start to go, what, uh, you know, am I hearing you? Or mm. What do you mean by that? What is your experience of feeling? And they're really beautiful conversations, but it's quite illuminating it is. to see like, oh, like, or, or what happens when we really open to the wisdom of the other dominant kind of energy. Like I'm more feminine because mm -hmm. I'm ridiculously overwhelmed in this like strongly drowning feeling body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you come more from mind. And so rather than negating that you don't understand me, like can I listen to the wisdom or something that you're pointing to that this system mm -hmm. doesn't know that it might help me because I'm so used to working through mm -hmm. my own lens. Yeah, I have the similar experience. I listened to the podcast a few times and I always feel like a brute <laughs> next to you. Mm -hmm. You feel so refined and you are you know, the way you say things. You know, obviously I have a bit of a, um, a language barrier being non-born mm -hmm. English speaking. But I also have this like, wow, how you can catch and how you hear things and how you open it up saying, oh, I think I'm hearing you saying this. Mm. And that's just so nurturing in a way for the man to go like, oh, I'm actually being heard as well. Mm. And I'm just not proving my point. I'm just sharing. Actually, I feel quite humbled by Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm happy to, like, I'm happy to be completely wrong. As far as the truth will correct all those errors that I might not see things correctly. Hmm. When you say I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Like everything in my system settles and opens. Mm. I feel such a relief mm. to hear you open to that possibility, mm. you know. Yeah. Not that I feel that. I mean, I just really, like I'm learning so much through listening over and over again and where, ah, oh, yeah, there's something there I missed or... Mm -hmm. You know, you'll bring into all my feeling these kind of refined concepts and, and structures or these beautiful mystic mm -hmm. insights mm -hmm. that really reverberate. It's like this glistening moves through my system and, mm -hmm. and makes sense of all the so much unformed movement in me but what I I want to reflect is that you know for the listener and also to reflect this in you you so often say to me 
please give me reflection. Mm -hmm. Please tell me where you think I'm missing something mm -hmm. or where I might not understand you. Mm -hmm. You open this invitation for reflection and once, like in the first podcast, the unproduced ones that we did, okay. <laughs> in the first one I felt like I talked over you and the second one you talked over me and, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and um, I could see that we were both doing the same thing and I had such a nervousness to tell you. Mm. And I... I really didn't want you to feel bad. I didn't want you to mm. get defensive. And I remember contacting you and saying, hey, I I just want to give you this reflection mm. and I can see that I do it in myself. Like I really softened it. And before I went any deeper in the softening, you went, oh, my God, I love reflection. Please mm -hmm. yes. bring it on. And the relief that I felt mm -hmm. that there was an invitation or that you wanted mm -hmm. to receive my reflection, that there was a part of you that's like, I want to hear what I can't see, mm -hmm. right? And there's something in that, there's a kind of teariness in mm -hmm. me. It's like such a rare experience. And what happens when we invite reflection? Mm -hmm. Like what happens when we really open to listening to the wisdom of each other? Yes. We light up or we reflect different things that can be so helpful. Mm -hmm. When you said you don't want to like hurt my feelings or bring up and I say, please do. <laughs> it's like, let me bring up any uncomfortable feelings. I am very happy to feel anything that I don't have acceptance for. So I'd say if you can allow yourself not to hold back at all, I'm happy to stay naked in an embarrassment or anything, whatever comes up, really. Like I was letting what you said land in my system. Mm. It can't quite believe that my reflection would be welcome, mm. you know, and there's a, a tenderness in my experience. As I hear that invitation, there's this, mm. yeah, that was just really beautiful to to hear it and mm -hmm. you know this thing where you say like you want to feel feelings you know you you want to bring up the ones that are hidden and might be uncomfortable mm -hmm. because you're so curious about them and there is something about when we learn to welcome feelings when we learn to realize mm -hmm. that they're not these evil things yeah. that are ruining our lives that that we do want to, we do want to meet them. We do want to feel with them. Like we mm. want to follow them. Like they are our guides. Yeah. But that, you know, there is a way that we have to learn to meet them. Because currently, when we meet them, it's 
pretty intense mm -hmm. and it's filled with a backdrop or an underlying assumption that they are bad and wrong. Mm -hmm. So they're painful to feel when we feel that their presence is an indication of our brokenness or our wrongness. Yeah. Well, I wanted to bring up this, like, what is the value of feelings and um, mm. like how do they, what, what, what did all these 30 years of really diving into the feeling realm from many different perspectives, how did they enrich my life? Yeah. And uh, I was like talking about my actual experience and my most recent thing is like to feeling heartlessness <laughs> and to a point where it's just the most delicious feeling um, which before was the most scariest thing I could even when I saw the word heartlessness I was like oh god I don't, I don't want to know about this <sighs> and then inviting it fully and allowing every aspect of it to be set free, it just turned out to be the most heart feeling with love, mm. expression, if fully allowed, not denied, not made hidden, but accepted to the max. It's like heartlessness. Speak to me and that I allow myself to allow it mm. same as with let's say guilt I can find an absolute pleasure mm. allowing a full guilt feeling that's no longer defending itself it's like, yeah. yeah I am guilty yeah. I have tons of it hm. tons and tons of guilt here it is mm. God <laughs> Look, here it is, and mm. I feel energetically in my body that it's like a, a open flower that just goes and from an ugly thing that turned into a, a um, most fragrant expression mm. of creation I would say yeah so that's just a summary of my last few days yeah when you talk about heartlessness and meeting guilt like you know there is this thing where I know because mm -hmm. we do very similar things that we're not going into the thoughts of heartlessness mm -hmm. we're not going into the emotion of heartlessness yeah like we're dropping down from, okay, here is this feeling I don't want to feel. Mm. And then we, we make space for it and we stay with it vibrationally. We stay with the sensations underneath it. Then these feelings as they move, it actually doesn't matter what we feel. It doesn't matter whether it's guilt or shame mm -hmm. or worthlessness or jealousy mm -hmm. or rage or self-doubt. When we drop down from the story and we make space for the vibration that is animating it, mm. that is underneath, and we make space for it and we don't put labels on it and we don't 
stay close to story, then it's an incredibly different experience. Mm -hmm. And we're being with energies that we normally don't allow ourselves to feel or we become them or we're blocking them. And so I just think that that distinction between what is feeling and emotion you know, mm-hmm. as we go into this terrain, which I really like where you're going, like what mm-hmm. is the benefit of feeling? Mm-hmm. Why would you want to feel feelings? Like what happens when you dedicate your life to befriending feelings? Mm-hmm. So I want to come back to what you're saying, but it would be really good just to briefly make this distinction between feelings and emotions because it can get really confusing. Mm -hmm. So from a Buddhist psychology and really the way that I use it, and I think you do, feelings are the vibrations and sensations that are moving underneath or moving through us. So like our senses make contact with these energies that are moving through us Mm. that are these vibrations, feelings, and a way that we can recognize when we're in that realm is because they feel slightly pleasant Mm -hmm. or more unpleasant or kind of neutral. We don't even notice them. And then we overlay on top of these sensations that are incredibly subtle Mm. and happening beneath our awareness. In the unconscious, we overlay these habitual ways that we're perceiving them as threatening or non-threatening. So we're actually repeating these old patterns Mm. to energies that we don't understand. Right. Does that make sense? Totally. And then emotion moves from that initial perception. Mm -hmm. So it kind of branches out into these very habitual reactions. Mm -hmm. And then we're looking at labeling them. And then they've got this intensity. And, you know, if you can label it, if you've got a name to it, if you can put a memory to it, Mm -hmm. if you have a sense of what it is, you are in emotion. Mm -hmm. That's it. And the, the feeling are the vibrations that are animating underneath. So they're kind of like more the root experience. And we don't even know they're happening. And without kind of connecting to that layer of experience, we are habitually recreating our reactions and our mm. perception of what we think we're meeting. Yeah, the way I see it is that um, when a thought rejected feeling in a primordial field, it found itself a replacement for feelings and made these false similarities called emotions. Emotions are more like substitutes for feelings, Mm. but they substitute and they're no longer real because just like you said, they're Mm. based on past, they're based on something that's already not original. So you're not creating right now, you're going by memory, by imprints, by... Yeah. So you're reacting rather than truly responding. Yeah. That's just how I see it. Yeah, I mean, it resonates. I think there's something about when you're in the emotional field, mm-hmm. there's a there's just a solidity yeah. to your experience. When you're in the feeling realm and you're meeting these energies and sensations... Uh, For starters, you don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. You can't put a label on it Mm -hmm. because it's more vibrational. 
and there's a sense of interconnectedness and there's a sense of vibration mm -hmm. that is really alive. Whereas in emotions, just actually, even though there's an intensity to it, there's such a solidity and a sense of separateness mm. and a... Punitive. Yeah. There's an attack there. Towards self or yeah. other. Defensive. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So let's get back to, to you. Yeah, it's quite funny, like I, I feel like I interrupted you. I always feel guilty when I kind of interrupt you to go to these mm. maps. <laughs> I'm seriously so grateful. Mm. Uh, I, same as you, like you're starting to listen to me and I'm listening to you with different ears mm. and I feel like I'm listening to you way more through my heart and even more through my will from my feeling self so i'm so over the moon actually with everything that you bring into mm. my existence and i can see how it's deeply affecting my daily life mm. so all of that is a, of a great value to me and i don't know if it's great value to the others but to me it's it permeates through my days and i hear your voice because you have this I don't know how you do it, but your voice is just so crisp and so pure in your expression that it makes me just want to listen to you actually more than I want to listen to myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> lucky because I feel like I take up most of the space, you know, and then just feel mm. so guilty mm. that I'm taking up so much space. Mm. But So I just want to reflect there when you said that. Mm-hmm. That you that you are learning, you know, from me, or that there's something mm. about these maps that you're listening to really differently. And it was like I can feel like that was really touching. Mm, of course, and I also understand that the feelings have been virtually murdered mm. so many times that when you actually begin to open up and be received. To whatever capacity I'm capable hearing you and I don't think there is an end to refining those receptive centers in me that could be unconditionally present for feeling or for the feminine because for me feminine is the the next manifestation from the feeling realm mm. as the the masculine is the manifestation of a more of the thinking realm, which, which I think we're gifted in that if it if it's connected to feeling. Yeah. And it's just my view, my experience. And I do want to feel the the alignment, like find the alignment. Where can the masculine and feminine? Where can we find that meeting place that we really? hear each other, mm. understand each other, so we can actually live peacefully, particularly if we are in a long-term relationship, so that we can find a way where you can be you and I can be I, and mm. we understand each other, and we're birthing this, this heart space in which 
we balance mm. the masculine and feminine in the real world, not just as a, some kind of theory, but tangible, where we can feel each other <laughs> like all the time, really. Mm. And no need to cut off or separate. Mm. So, if you were talking about a gift, this was an enormous gift for me to realize that without feeling, I'm deaf and blind and dumb. Mm. And that they are the intelligence and I, I really believe that the feminine is the awakener of masculine. And when the masculine awaken, it becomes present in a way that has not been experienced yet. Mm. But that's my mystic talking there. Yeah. Your mystic's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like when you were saying, like when there was a recognition just before when you said something about the feeling realm has been murdered, you know, Mm. and that, that you're valuing it or listening to it like I was just staying really present to my experience and there was like these like such deep tears like it's really hard so Cole and I were having this conversation just before and we were talking about the feeling realm and I was just expressing to Cole that my feeling body is like it's crazily intense, like all the time. And it has been from, you know, when it sort of cracked open at about 23. And, you know, mostly having a really intense feeling body. I'm talking like, you know, when we have really major crises in our lives and feelings like burst open and they're really overwhelming. For most people, that's kind of like a, it's not a regular occurrence, like it happens every once in a while when something really bad happens, when someone mm-hmm. dies, you know, when we're in financial terror, when we have breakups, like it's a very intense experience. And for me, that level of intensity is, you know, it's my daily occurrence, like my feeling volume is incredibly loud. And we live in a culture that says that if there is feeling volume at that level, then then there is something fundamentally wrong with you and fundamentally broken or that it's the presence of trauma or a disorder. Mm. So to have always received reflection that there is something fundamentally wrong with me you know, when, when my feelings or when I express feelings, there is a part that expects a negative projection. That's changed massively over the years. And it took me a really long time to learn to meet my feeling realm. Like, you know, I, I didn't have a choice but to be immersed in meditation and psychotherapy because I was pretty close to like high level intensity and Mm. what others would call madness. But I was still kind of congruent. I could still work, but there was just this intensity that I hid. And then slowly 
after about 20 years, I started to learn to meet it very differently. And for me, learning how to welcome, learning how to make space, learning how to actually take the attention off the feeling mm-hmm. so that I'm 98% space and 2% feeling probably meant that I started to live what looked like a more normal life. (laughs) So it's, you know, to have this level of intense feeling body and to either be seen as wrong and broken or if I express, hey, look, I am really sensitive in the feeling body, there is a real gift in here, that doesn't get received either. (laughs) Mm. because other other people kind of go, well, you know, why do you think you're more sensitive? And it's like, uh, trust me. <laughs> mm. Trust me, I am more sensitive. Mm. Um, but, they, you know, people are really happy to pathologize it but not happy to value it, you mm. know. So I've had to learn to value it. But it's been, it's been a really intense journey. But I am so grateful mm-hmm. to have this feeling body and if it wasn't for the maps of the masculine if it wasn't for the maps you know therapy and meditation don't work down here but i needed it initially Mm. i needed it because i was swimming and drowning in the feeling body that i was just in chaos took me a really long time to to make sense of my experience and to make connections and to mm. settle this and soothe this body. And then I had to learn how to meet it very differently because if I stayed within those structures, the medicine became a disease. Like it, I couldn't deepen, I couldn't learn to meet it in the subtlety that it was. Mm. And as I speak, this incredible sense of I have taken up too much time Time mm-hmm. just is kind of flooding through my system. Mm. <laughs> this is where the masculine would say, well, you know, that, that comes from the realm of judgment. Mm. You know, saying a line that says, I shouldn't, basically guilt speaking. Saying, although it feels like a feeling because it's a guilt-based sentence. And I love that word sentence, by the way, because mm. it's whatever we believe in or whatever I believe in, it's either going to take me to greater heights of living mm. or it's going to sentence me to 20 years of believing a thought that's just complete limitation that I picked up somewhere and it becomes a prison that's why I'm so big on judgment release mm. and questioning the truth of what that judgment is. I mean, is it really, is that really true? I love listening to you. Mm. So for me, it's a, I don't, I don't judge it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that judgment release is like a, you know, there has been a part of me over the years you've talked about judgment release so often mm. and there's a part of me that's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
it's it's similar to when you talk about certain feelings. I part of me goes like, oh yeah, I have no idea what yeah. I need to do with that. Mm-hmm. I think this is the value where I really listen to you when you talk about these subtle realms of this, like, oh, I can't even put words on it, like the feelings that are just so minute mm-hmm. and yet so much is going on with those and I'm paying attention, I'm going like, wow. I don't know this realm from mm. that perspective. And um, but because I'm predominantly a thinker mm. who finally stopped thinking and go, okay, let me find out more about this feeling realm. At the same time, um, I think we mentioned that in a previous podcast somewhere that um, the mind training and then Looking at the thought patterns and structures is also super important. Yeah. I would say equally important. Yeah. Well, recently you did a little intervention with me um, (laughs) where you were like, right, Lorella, I've been saying this for seven years and I think you actually need to start listening to me. This is judgment, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, please, would you please listen to me? This is like, this is my bread and butter, you know, and some part of me went, oh, okay. <laughs> and I played with it and it was really beautiful. It was actually really beautiful because I, because I'm so feeling and I'm like, yeah, 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 look, it's judgment, but this is coming from the feeling realm and I give it space and, and it does throw out, like there's a lot of what I do that is insanely integrative, you know, mm. as I as I learn to welcome these energies and as I learn to meet them as they're allowed to move through my body with such receptivity, there is so much insight. So I know that there is these ways that I've learned to meet mm. the feeling realm have been hugely beneficial, but the continuing presence of shame and worthlessness mm. and stuff, I have the feeling... I don't believe it mm-hmm. so much, but there's a lot of space, but it continues, right? And when we were working together with it, where we you were like, just play with this, mm-hmm. just play with these sentences, which is, you tell Carl me. is the judgment that I'm bad because I have, but then you have to apply your thinking, not your feelings right there. So if I say, Carl is the judgment that I'm bad because I, then you say, talk too much. <laughs> I'm so starting to love this mm-hmm. this process, you know, yeah. because I so work everything in the body mm-hmm. and I've been playing with it and it's quite mm-hmm. powerful. Like when I start to say, mm-hmm. I release the judgment that I'm bad, that I'm bad because, because I talk too much. Mm-hmm. And then that's just the beginning. And then you have to release the judgment that you talking too much is wrong. Because somewhere in you, there is an energy that goes, I shouldn't be like this. I shouldn't be talking too much. Because I'm taking up too much space, whatever the thing is. But that in itself releases the unseen, the judgment of the judgment. Yes. Mm. And that applies also... Mm. To others, like a risk judgment that so and so is bad because they talk too much. Mm. 
and I release the judgment that them talking too much is wrong because it's part of their learning experience and they are learning what it's like to live life when they talk too much. And they get the result mm. of that decision. To follow that. Mm. Mm. So. so I, again, just slowing you down, mm -mm. because for the feelers out there, mm. right, you know, this, there is something here that I spotted really instantly when we first met, that I would be saying something and you'd go, wow, you don't like that feeling. <laughs> oh my God, you really don't like that feeling. And you were picking up on a layer of experience that of my, you know, 30 kind of years in meditation and somatic psychotherapy and being a therapist, right? Like you were picking up this layer of experience. I'm like, oh, how the hell are you noticing that? Right? Mm. There was something new in what you were reflecting and it was such a great gift to me it's become like a really core piece of my mm -hmm. navigation of the feeling realm mm. because when I'm working with people and they come with their story and they come with their emotions and what I'm looking for I'm not even listening to story yeah and I'm not listening to the intensity of the emotion what I'm looking for is what feelings they do not like, mm -hmm. right? So that was a beautiful gift mm. from you that my system just like just drank in, and then I rejected your you know judgment release process for a long time, <laughs> seven years, only seven years, yeah. <laughs> and then I started it because we're mm. we're being more open with each other, or we're listening, like we've kind of decided to listen to each other, mm. you know, which has been phenomenal. And so I've been playing with judgment release. So for the feelers out there, this is really powerful. But when I say I release the judgment that I'm bad because mm. I talk too much, right? And I feel into that. If I feel into like mm. I release the judgment that I'm bad because I talk too much. Mm. What happens in my body is I give space for all all those little parts that believe that, you mm. know, and something in them hears it. Hears yeah. me saying, I release the judgment that you're bad, right? Mm. I know this sounds a bit weird to talk about them as little beings, but, but I say this and I say it and I say it and I can feel something release. I can feel something release in my system and there's even humor because <laughs> it's yeah. like it becomes like how crazy but the way that I receive that is with this negative attack on yeah. myself you know rather than oh wow there's a way that it it talks and it's not listening it's like I don't have that sweetness mm. with it you know or this kind of like listening to what it might be communicating or what is here, mm. the judgment of it is so the, the mechanism mm. that creates the pain mm. of the experience. Yeah, that's the whip, you know. It is the whip on top of the experience. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm so grateful. Like, I haven't learned that in any other tradition. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what I really like about your wildly esoteric traditions is mm -hmm. they bring things that I haven't heard before mm. and they open um, they open new little gateways. Yeah. And just to bring in something that's very useful, like when a judgment is internalized, when mm -hmm. you're just saying it into yourself without speaking it out, mm. it has an imprintive quality. It kind of imprints onto the body and imprints onto the feeling mm -hmm. and onto the mind, right? But there is an amazing thing when we actually formally release them. So let's say you say, I'm talking too much. Mm -hmm. So say it. I'm talking too much. You what? I'm talking too much. You what you do? I'm talking too <laughs> much. See, it begins, you begin to crack up because the minute you verbalize it, you stop imprinting it and you're mm. actually having a look. You put it into the, the space and you're going, okay, let me really put this out. Let me stop for a moment and right. question this in a way of like, let me just really put it out there. And when yeah. you do, you begin to laugh. But notice one thing. When you do that, you also begin to, something begins to move in you. It starts to loosen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can feel yes. it. And then emotions can move. Mm. And the trapped energy. Yes, trapped yeah. energy that's below that. And then suddenly you're in a feeling realm mm. and everything moves. Mm. And guess what What else? What I find unbelievable, my outer reality begins to change when I release judgments. Mm. Actually, the world is no longer what I thought it was. Mm. And that's what I found very powerful, where working with judgments is as important as working with feelings. Yeah. And this is, this is new for me. Mm -hmm. It's been amazing to see my own arrogance with, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cole, whatever. You don't well, feel like I do, you know. Right, and, right. Um, and how, like, I can, uh, I mean, I love what you just said. When you say it out loud, like you're letting it rise into your conscious awareness. Mm -hmm. When it's inside and it's contracted against or blended into, it's hidden. Mm -hmm. It becomes truth. It imprints, right? Yeah. And when we say it over, we bring it into awareness and it becomes visible. Mm -hmm. You know, this thing yeah. that we, it's a new kind of catch cry, isn't it? And um, so it becomes visible and it, it becomes something I can feel and I can look at. And as I was listening to you, some part mm -hmm. of me gripped again mm -hmm. of like, my wrongness or that mm. I am talking too much, you know. And Which is a judgment, right? Totally. Yeah. And as we were talking about it, this part of me said to it mm -hmm. silently, I release the judgment. Mm -hmm. And and it's really beautiful because I've heard you say this before. When you do this as a practice, mm. you just start to kind of embed it. Mm -hmm. You just start to like it comes up, you work with it. You mm. come and then it starts to become this natural movement judgment arises and some part of you goes oh i release that judgment mm -hmm. yeah man this is this is what i meant by when i talk about mind training yeah. is we got to have a look at this thinking system that's so distorted 
because and you know why it got that bad because it lost the sense of feeling the feeling is a guiding light mm. and when the when the when the mind becomes detached from feelings yeah it becomes it's on authority you know yes. it's the herod it's the it's that which kills everything in us mm. and it becomes right and it becomes dominant and faultless yeah. becomes a law like i said you know every sentence it's a it could be a life sentence like yeah. you know someone says you know who is in their 70s and says well, what do you think about yourself like well i don't think i'm good enough and they believe that maybe their whole life and the amount of repetition that happens in every situation where they feel it it becomes even stronger because it re-imprints. It's like, see, told you you're not good enough. And they carry this judgment their whole life yeah. and actually are in prison. Yes. For that long of time, thinking they're free, but actually imprisoned by their own thought system. Yeah. And, you know, bringing it back to what you said before, we have to release the judgment from the mind mm -hmm. top down and mm -hmm. from the feeling bottom up. Yeah. Because if you just work with a feeler who exactly. feels this intensely and you just repeat this, mm -hmm. the feeling, the intensity of the feeling just goes, yeah, fuck off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like as yeah. if, you yeah. know, like that ain't true because I have this feeling that says I'm bad. So when there is that level of volume in the feeling body, like, you know, now that there is space in my feeling body, now that I am welcoming feelings, when you bring in this piece for me, then judgment release mm -hmm. is actually effective. I can feel it. Mm -hmm. But if I'd only worked with judgment release when my feeling body was out of control, it really wouldn't have touched the sides mm -hmm. because it, I needed to learn how to bring that volume down so it wasn't pulling me into it. Well, I think because the thought has been so detached from feelings, and mm -hmm. if we look at the world, really, mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. the feeling around is like, like a burden. It's not 100%. something that it's seen as the most important thing in life, right? No, it's seen as the root of all evil. Yeah, exactly. Really. <laughs> That's so beautiful, <laughs> what you're saying. And so what happened from then on, thought became affected. Like it's, mm. it's like a disease, you know, like it doesn't, we're not thinking correctly. Beautiful. So I begin to work with releasing judgments on a big scale. Yeah, right. Like nice. massive scale. Mm. Because everything I built... My whole kingdom that I built mm. was based on thinking without feelings. Yeah. So when I came to a point when I said, okay, well, I'm going to release all those judgments that I've built yeah. without this feeling realm and just yeah. got to start again. Interesting. We, when I begin to release judgments, mm -hmm. An amazing space opened up in my mind. Yeah, right. My mind became, okay, this is going to be illuminated in mm. a way. Because all the junk that was in there mm -hmm. went out. It was no longer clogging up the space. 
Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a whole different part of my mind returned. Just like seeing everything completely differently from then on. Wow. And I was only then mm. where I begin to go like, what's happening in my feeling realm? Yeah. That I really started looking very deeply into my feelings. Right. This is so nice. Mm. So what I'm hearing you saying is when, like for the masculine, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or for someone who's really strong in the mind realm mm. and has all these judgments and can't feel the feelings, mm. that you're needing to release the judgments mm-hmm. first in order to be able to, that those judgments are actually mm-hmm. suppressing the movement mm-hmm. of feelings. Yeah. Does that feel right? Yes. Or but like, does that resonate? Not what right? I got caught up on your very first sentence of like when someone is masculine, I mean, look around, you know. It's like a lot of femininity, you know, in the world. It's very masculinized. Like yeah. the thought patterns that are going on, like, you know, in the... Yeah. I don't see much feminine, true feminine. Probably going to get nailed to the cross, but... I'm going to get you before you get nailed to the cross here. Right? <laughs> okay, get me, get me, please. <laughs> I'm just going to save you. Um, so... You know, this masculine feminine is not male, female, or yeah. patriarchy, or, mm. you know, my sense is we are in a massolly masculine tilted consciousness. Bingo. Yeah. That Absolutely. we are so in mind. Mm. Like literally, feelings mm. are mm. seen as the root of evil, was Amazing. one of them. Another was that they are the unwholesome states, mm-hmm. that they are the poisons that they are the things that are interrupting, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like everywhere. Mm-hmm. And even in our psychology, mm-hmm. it's seen as disorder. Mm, my God. It's if you have strong feelings, if you can feel the presence mm-hmm. of the feeling realm, you are classified as mm. broken. Yes. And that the feelings are an indicator of trauma. So the way that we have related to our feeling bodies, it is something that we've been steeped mm-hmm. in for so many thousands of years mm-hmm. that we believe yes, it. Yes, that's it. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And so begin to, instead of analyzing what was said and why it was said, like going mm-hmm. to like, let me release everything yeah. that I built since the separation Yes. separating from feelings. Since separating from God. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And because uh, we only experience God if we have all our feelings and none of them rejected. Whole mind also, not just yeah. a separate mind and a little thinking madness. Yeah. That creates the presence of heart. Yes. Just this exquisite love. Oh my God, oh God. Going to cry. It's going to cry. <laughs> And then, and only then, does the body get incarnated. So body becomes actual, a carrier of this exquisite alignment. Mm. So it becomes a body of Christ, a body of Buddha. Body of vibration. Incarnated. 
Yeah, where there like, is nothing, nothing is outside. Exactly. Nothing is wrong. Nothing. That these vibrations are yeah. sacred. They're mm. sacred. How can they be anything other than the yes. vibrations of God and existence? And so your spirit mm. and your will, your yeah. feeling self becomes, you know, sometimes I think the word devil mm-hmm. comes from the will, devil, mm-hmm. the will. <laughs> Just a nice little accent. The like, devil. <laughs> Which is really the virgin. Hang on a second. For everyone out there, when Cole says the will, he's talking about the feeling. Pure now. feeling. Pure feeling. And nothing That's a bit but confusing feelings. the way that we understand feelings. Will. Nothing more than feelings. I can feel we're moving towards winding up. Oh, yeah. So cute. Oh, we have to also. Mm. Like, you know, but the, keep going where you are because this is really, oh, this is singing mm. to my soul, you know, yeah. completely. So looking at the what is mind doing and what it created, made, because mm. you can't create without the will, without the feeling self. There's no creation in there. It's making up stuff. It's all mind, and it's mind so, is disconnected yes. from experience. That, yeah, disembodied. Yeah, and that's why the world reflects this insanity. I mean, yeah. look at news, look at anything. Like, Crazy. what does anything make sense? <laughs> Not much, because mm. the will has a certain vibration, mm. and it's unlike anything that's known. Mm. Like the real core of the will. Mm. It's just like having a God experience, having an experience of wholeness, which we sometimes could experience when we numb out the mind with some drugs or, you know, take some substances where cut out the mind and suddenly you're back into your normal expression. Yeah. Absolutely. It loosen up the, 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 the density and you just go like, oh, whatever. Mm. <laughs> and you naturally bring mm. the spirit back in, the will, the alignment of the heart, and the body begins to be more in, incarnated. And in that place, it's, the whole existence is recognized. At least for me, it's like, oh. Become silent, nourishing, fulfilling. Mm. Well, that feels like a beautiful place to complete. True. Mm. So thanks once again, Cole. Thank you again. And thank you to those who are listening.